What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to a couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that digital nomad lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a digital nomad lifestyle, traveling the world while earning an income. Get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. I want to leave you guys with a very simple call to action. I want you to go to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide and join us for everything that we're doing with to the nations worldwide. Give us a like there. In today's episode, we talk with Dale and Kelly. They left their jobs to chase the dream of becoming online entrepreneurs and with selfpublishingwithdale.com, that is exactly what they have done. We talk with them about their journey towards becoming online business owners, their travels together, and how you can strive to create an online business. So without further ado, here's our interview with Dale and Kelly. Today we are joined by Dale and Kelly. They left their jobs to chase their dream of becoming successful online entrepreneurs with selfpublishingwithdale.com. You can find out how you how to become a self-published author, including all of the hardships that come with the task of publishing your own book. Today, with Dale and Kelly's success, it has afforded them a a lifestyle they have never imagined before possible. And they're here today to talk with us about just that. Hello, Dale and Kelly. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's shaking? Thanks for having us on. This is actually a hoot because, man, uh, it's just... It's awesome. Uh, I don't want to get too much. I'll be like, start answering questions and such, and then I'll dominate things. And then Kelly's going to be like, shh, watch her. She's going to shush me at least once during this interview. <laughs> Perfect. So let's just get started to get to know a bit about yourselves and what you do. Why don't you just take the floor and introduce yourselves? Go ahead, Kelly. Why don't you start us out? I'm Kelly. Um, I've had my own business or worked online for about five years now. Um, I came from corporate America where I um, did back office for investments and it was amazing money, but I hated it. And so it was tough starting out at first. Um, I started the eBay route. Um, It was a part-time gig off and on. And then I was having a little bit of success and liking it. And so Dale was like, well, why don't you do it full-time? Could you imagine your potential if you worked on it 40 hours a week? Well, 40 hours a week doesn't always mean more money. So I struggled with that. And then I like doing different things. So I've, you know, went back and forth, you know, and finally found something I enjoy now, which is designing um, T-shirts and print-on-demand products and making more money now than corporate America. But not just that. I can do what I want when I want, kind of. I definitely want to expand on what she's saying because I think some of your listeners might be able to relate to this. Um, it was, you know, about five years ago and yeah, she was in a corporate America job and it was paying her quite well. I I will not complain about those paychecks. Those things were nice. And, uh, (laughs) you know, Hey, nothing wrong with it. But here's the problem is Kelly does not like having a boss. (laughs) She doesn't like not having her control. She's got a type A personality. I told you she's going to shush me at some point. You guys just wait. All right. And if I'm wrong, (laughs) I'm probably being really well behaved for you guys, but you know, she came home 
many, many times, like in tears. And when I say in tears, I'm not being like, oh, it was kind of like a figurative in tears. No, she's literally crying. And it really tore me up inside to kind of see her that way, um, you know, because I couldn't do anything about it. It's one of those cases that she's always been kind of a, she doesn't want to have bills. And because having bills or debt really kind of leaves her to where she's feeling a little bit out of control. And then she's having to go to this job that she just essentially was bored. Am I right? Yeah. You were just bored. You were getting paid to be bored. And, and uh, so yeah. she was, it was tearing her up. And me, on the other hand, I was in a job that was awesome. I was an activities director. I did it for 20 years in the healthcare industry. I got paid to play with seniors. And it's like, no, you know, everybody's going to probably laugh and be like, yeah, whatever, play with seniors. No, I'm being serious. Like, literally, I would take them out to shopping. We'd go to movies. Um, I would play bingo with them, Uno. Uh, you name it, I did it. It was an awesome job, and it was so fulfilling. And I got paid pretty well for doing it. So the two of us had great jobs to me, I thought, well, I'm going to go ahead and keep doing my thing. But I said to her, we can literally live just off of my pay. I want you to try to transition into something that makes you happy, makes you feel fulfilled. Well, she did transition over there and she started crushing it, crushing it on Amazon FBA. And this was, you know, five years ago. So about three to four. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it's, it was easy, but it was easier then than it is now. And um, so she started picking up traction, but the issue that we were running into was now the culprit of our issues was my job because I picked up a corporate position to where I was in, in a mentor for the entire company and I was being flown out to different remote locations and the issue was it was taking me away from her. So then we started having another issue and so I thought, okay, if she's having success with Amazon FBA, what will happen if I come over and I help her out on that end of things? Meanwhile, yeah. something is kind of brewing in the background. I wanted to write my first book. I wrote my first book. I put it out. And lo and behold, friends and family purchased themselves a book. And I'm like, I'm going to become rich, insanely rich. <laughs> and so my first thought was, Let's put a 30-day notice into my job, and I'll try this yep. whole self-publishing thing out, and I'll help Kelly out on the side, which it worked out that way for the first year. We were really hardcore Amazon FBAers. Like, we're sending out dozens of boxes per day. and mm -hmm. I don't know about dozens per day, but it, it paid our bills and then some. Some days we did do dozens, yep. uh, you know, and it, it was crazy. And, you know, and you, you fast forward, you know, we really kind of, everything evolved, and it was great, and then it was not so great, and now it's been really, really one of those cases that we've picked up momentum, and we haven't seen any sign of letting up anytime soon because we found what each of us are strong at. We've played to those strong suits and started growing it, and it's really kind of cool that the two of us get to co-host a live stream over on YouTube about self-publishing. So there is our whole story. Boy, well, you just assume something. You never say we quit FBA. You oh, yeah. said we've been going. We stopped doing FBA maybe about two years ago and then started doing okay. the publishing thing uh, yeah. more full-time. That's true. I did not mention the Amazon FBA. It did go to the wayside. It, 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 was, it got tough. 
It's not a bad business model if any listeners want to do it. It's just the type of FBA we were doing, which is pretty much reselling, Mm -hmm. just wasn't a good business model anymore. If I had to do it again, I would. I would just pick other things to sell. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Great introduction, guys. So let's get into the two of you. How did you two meet? (laughs) (laughs) Online, kind of. (laughs) Kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, at a gym, mm-hmm. um, I was a member, he was a personal trainer and it was just small talk. He said I was not a nice person. I'm keeping it family friendly. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't, for the record, I did not use any bad expletives. All right. She just seemed a bit <laughs> terse. Anytime I walked by her, she was all business when it came to getting okay, into the gym. When I'm going to the gym, I just want to get in and get out. I'm yeah. not a social person in the gym. There's just one thing to do and yeah. then go home. Um, it was just small talk. And then yeah. I eventually started working at the gym and he started talking to me more. Mm-hmm. And then he was working like three months straight and then post on Facebook, what's a single guy to do on a week or his first weekend off or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. I put out and a then, baiting headline. And Trust then I, me, I, I commented. <laughs> and so, uh, we decided to go shoe shopping on our first date, but then the night before nice. his, his other date blew him off. <laughs> and so then he texted me and then we met up the previous night, stayed up all night and then went shoe shopping still. Yes. Yes. That, that actually, that's the best. Actually, usually I get this story, but since I dominated the last question, that was awesome. Good, good work on well, that. Well, thank one. you. Kelly gets a banana sticker. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, how did the relationship blossom from there? Wow. Um, you know, it, it really was. You know, we knew each other for at least a year to two years, kind of as acquaintances. Um, it, it blossomed from there. It was just really striking it off knowing that we love fitness um both of us loved love to travel and we found that out as the more road trips that we've done because i i have I, i'm a military brat i come from a military family so traveling is just kind of in our in my dna we always travel yep. to different places and locations so it's just natural for me to jump in the car and go do a few hour drive um, every line of business that I've done prior to what I've been in, you know, everything from I was a pro wrestler to a musician, um, you know, those type of things. And of course, being an activity director, we travel, you know, you got to go out and do things. So I roped her in and found that she loved it just as much as I do. And that's really what 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 drives us. That's it's so interesting that you have a podcast devoted to this where traveling is part of this. And that, that really works out well for us because this is why we do it. We love to spend time together, and more importantly, we like to see new places, new faces, get to know areas that we've never been to before. It makes life exciting. See, we're, we're not too crazy. We don't go to the bar and throw back drinks like you know any other couple does. We're not wine drinkers. In fact, we just did a cruise not too long ago, and everybody's just throwing down alcohol, and the two of us are just sitting there sipping our waters. You know, it's that's yep. our that's our thing because. Our high for us is to be able to experience life and get out there together and being able to look at that. Because some people, I think, that in our our position would probably go out and buy expensive beamers and go get themselves a nice loft on the beach. For us, we'd rather save that money and travel. Or buy expensive pizza. Or buy expensive pizza, yeah. And both sound great. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get into this travel part now. So yeah. I'm going to ask you guys a two-word question. 
A very simple question, but for so many, it has such a complex response. So that is, why travel? I I think it's the best way of learning um, the world. I mean, you can read a lot, you can listen to audiobooks, podcasts, but unless you experience things and like travel, you learn about the world as well as yourself. That's okay. that's very Perfect. well put. Uh, you know, it's it, you know, kind of just to kind of add on to what she's talking about. We did an excursion over in Dominican Republic. And whereas, you know, most people would go and throw down and party, like I've said already, um, we like to learn about the culture. We like to learn a little bit about, you know, their independence. That was fun. Uh, We got to actually experience having fresh coconut. Like this guy had a gigantic machete and he's chopping them open for us. And I'm just like waiting for this guy to to hack off an appendage here in any minute though. This guy was so darn skilled with it and we got to drink fresh coconut water. And it's not like, you know, oh, let's go to the store, have a friend. No, it's way different. And it it was really good. Like there were some people sipping it. It was only a dollar. It it was a dollar. Like I'm like, good Lord, I paid (laughs) five bucks for this just to watch this guy hacking coconuts open. And uh, yeah, so yeah. that's that's one of the ways to kind of, you know, see what our mindset is. We like to experience and learn more. And it starts to really expand uh, what we know and, you know, how we approach life. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So where were you to last? Where were where are you right now and where are you traveling to next? We were last on a cruise mm-hmm. to be specific. I mean, so that was many different cities. Um, before that, we two weeks before that, we were in Vegas. Um, yep, we went to it, a WWE pay-per-view. We it, did it last minute. We're like, let's go to the WWE nice. pay-per-view. It, it's kind of crazy, but we really don't have any like airplane travel until mm. October. Yeah. And that's because we're currently in Ohio. And at least my mindset, I don't think we've talked about this much. It's coming up to nice weather. And so yeah. there's tons of festivals in the area. Mm-hmm. And so we might take advantage of like local travel, you know, per se, still learning new stuff, but not having to fly or, you know, drive too far. We have family, you know, probably in like a five hour radius, both his and mine that we could visit. So Mm -hmm. um, the nice weather around here you want to take advantage of. So, (laughs) yeah, we've got a lot of friends and I, you know, and I've already mentioned the whole wrestling business and, you know, she's friends with them, of course, by proxy because, you know, she's got to meet a lot of these guys that are some of the best pro wrestlers in the world today and uh, been on, you know, national television and such. And one of the things is they keep asking you, hey, when are you going to come over and hang out? When are you going to come over and hang out? When are you going to come over and hang out? I'm like, look, not winter, not winter. I just don't want to go on the roads during the winter. If I do, I'm just going to take a freaking lift. Uh, Lift isn't paying me to say this, by the way, folks. Uh, We'll take a lift over to the airport and get the (laughs) heck out of this town. Uh, but for the most part, when it's it's bad weather out, I just say, hey, we're not going to do it. So it'd really be terrible if I tell my friends that are you know pretty close over towards Dayton area. I tell them, oh, no, we, we, we're not going to be able to do it. it. We have no more excuses. So we're able to go and spend some time with them while they're in their downtime from traveling. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, turning this interview into another direction, do you two have a awkward embarrassing or hilarious travel experience together that you'd be willing to share (laughs) kelly's thinking kelly usually has some pretty good ones (laughs) i can't think of any right now i'm sure you'll think of something oh you know gosh it's it's just pulling from the well here right now just trying to think about some because i create very interesting experiences what about the united flight where they changed my seat 
And you let it rip. Oh, no, no. We're not going to talk about that one. <laughs> that might be way too awkward. Uh, you know, you know why not? We're going to do a first on your show. This is really absolutely awesome. tasteless. And this might get some like people going, gosh, this guy's a real work. Um, so why don't you lay the groundwork? Let, let us know. What, what, what trip was this on? I know it was United Airways, and, and they really kind of... They kind of screwed us on that one. Might have been a layover in Texas. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. It was it was a city far enough out where we were like on a at least a two hour flight, Mm -hmm. um, if not more. Um, This was a couple years ago, and when we traveled together, um, I kind of like sitting beside him. I don't like sitting beside strangers unless I really have to. And so when I book flights, I always choose seats together. Or of course, if it's like Southwest, we always make sure you know sit together, open seating, blah blah blah. Priority boarding Um, type uh, with priority boarding. There's a select. Yeah, when I noticed on my boarding pass, they said C agent. I was like, oh, darn, what's happening now? They're going to upgrade us. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and then I went to go see the agent, and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, man. We had to change your seat. I was like, excuse me? So they changed my seat and split us two up, and I was so upset. I was crying. I was like, I was so stressed out. And looking back, I'm like, why the heck was I stressed out? This was ridiculous. But they put him, like, in the middle, and, you know, come to find out when I got on the plane, I got one of the exit rows, so my, you know, leg length or room was so freaking big. And yeah. I'm 5'2", I'm right. so right. I, I really don't need a lot of She's space. She's living the high life in this seat, um, let me tell you. And then he went back to his seat, and you take Yeah, I was there. monkey in the middle, let me tell you. I, I, I cannot stand to ride BI, etc. You guys know what that is. Is where you're just riding right in the middle, and I'm 6'2". I'm 185 pounds. 190 on a bad day, um, but you know it's tough for me to ride in the middle. I need to have some yep. way that I can stretch out, be it by the aisle, and I can just kind of just put my legs out, or I can just be by the window and I kind of you know relax there. Um, but not a big deal. I-, I can do that. But the problem is, you know, we've we've got our phones on, and she's like literally like still just fuming. We get on the airplane, and yes, she was crying once again. <laughs> this whole control thing, remember? And uh, I hate seeing her her unhappy. Now, yeah, this particular trip, uh, I think this was about time I'm eating dairy, and dairy does not agree with my stomach at all. I, I I'm just a glutton for punishment at that time. I no longer have dairy at all in my diet. That particular time, I was eating a ton of really bad food. Can you see where I'm going yet? This this is gonna yep, get. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> so she's unhappy. I can see her kind of like, you know, through the seats. I see where she's sitting there, so I can kind of see her head be bopping about. And I text her up there, and and you know, she's still kind of. You can see her kind of unhappy. And I was like, I think I might have just like just jokingly said, hey, you know, should should we get revenge on them? And she's just like, you know, kind of like a, yeah. And I'm just like, you dare me just to go ahead and just start breaking wind? And, and she's like, do it. <laughs> and I look over at dude to my right who took my wife's seat, you know, not his fault. Sorry, yeah. college guy. He looked like he straight up just woke up with a nasty F5 hangover. I mean, he, he's like literally just <laughs> not feeling it. In fact, he just, as soon as he sits down, he puts his head against the window. He closes the window, first of all. Thanks a lot. I like looking out the window, dude. And right. uh, so he 
puts his coat, leans up against the window, and he proceeds to try to go to sleep. And then I've got some lady that's next to me, and she's going spread eagle beagle on me. And when I say spread eagle beagle, she's she's being like, you know, an armchair hog. You know, listen, folks, listen to me. If you disagree with me, that's okay. But the thing is, if somebody rides in the middle, please allow them the comfort of taking the both armrests on either side because they're getting squished between two people. So no, the middle I'm, seat always gets the armrests. Yes, and it, it, it's just something I like. I will make myself purposely uncomfortable in my seat, being on the uh, the aisle or inside the window, so that person who's in the middle doesn't, you know, doesn't like have to, you know, just like squeeze in. They're tucking their elbows in towards their, you know, their mm-hmm. their stomach, you know, and that's just that's not that's not cool. But any event, um, yeah, she's going spread eagle beagle on me. At least, dude on my right is you know kind of conking out or whatnot and i ain't gonna lie to you i i feel bad saying this <laughs> and if anybody thinks that i'm a real piece of garbage after hearing this little thing i'm sorry i haven't done it since i let it rip and when i mean yeah. i let it rip i let it rip like it's one of those cases where you kind of wonder yourself did did i just go in my pants like I, I'm like literally, it's so hot. It's like I'm going. These this underwear is gonna have to get flushed. I'm sure of it at some point. And um, um, side, side note, he doesn't have a sense of smell. I have zero sense of smell, but I know by feel yeah. that this is gonna be it, it, like SPDs times ten, silent but deadlies for sure. And gotcha. I can kind of see the woman go. I could tell. I'm like, oh, she's getting it. And you can see, dude, he he sits up straight and he like looks around like he's like peering over the seats like a who did that? Who farted? Like almost like and you can like see it like in his, his bloodshot, like hungover yep. eyes like, oh, my gosh, this is like really bad. And he's like he starts to take his coat and he puts it over his face. And yep. I'm just kind of like I'm trying to keep it like all together. I'm just like straight face staring at the seat right in front of me. And I text her back, and I let her know, and I could see her shoulders doing this. <laughs> could just, you could see that she starts laughing, and of course, okay, I'm like, score. The, you know, the wife's happy. This is it. You know, all's well that ends well. I'll tell you what, man. Um, that flight, which lasted what it had to have been of about two hours, at least at two least hours. two hours to no more, about four hours. They really yep. got it. They really got it. I mean, it was bad. And like when I got off there, I thought, don't don't worry about filing a complaint with United at this point because I think those two got that covered. Um, yeah, that's probably the most embarrassing I can think of. That, so, that's pretty bad. And I'm just seeing this that, right that's now. That's good. I'm not bragging. Um, I'm just gonna say I'm pretty ashamed of myself in this one. But at least yep. this woman right here, you can see she's smiling. She was smiling even bigger. There's tears coming out of her eyes as we get off the airplane. And it wasn't because she was unhappy anymore. It's because she lost it just dying laughing. And to me, that makes me most happy. Is, is she smiling? I mean, nobody got hurt. Yeah, they had a really bad flight, the people around me. But for the most part, made for a very interesting experience. Yep. And that's a perfect segue into our next topic, which is relationships. Because obviously, you're willing to do a lot to put a <laughs> smile on Kelly's face. So, how do you two feel that traveling has affected your relationship together? I think it kind of makes it stronger. And that's because when we are at home, 
I, I'm all business. You know, I just like to get my work done and be yeah. done for the day. Sometimes that work day will be 12 hours. Some days it'll be six. Yeah. So when we're out vacationing and it's a non-business um, trip, we have no excuse but to, like, talk to each other and spend time with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, on the mm-hmm. cruise we were just at, um, no internet. I had a little bit of social media, but I checked it maybe once a day. Mm-hmm. And so we were formed to you know, formed, um, forced to talk. So I, I think it's very good to travel, um, cause we get out of that normalcy of business. Yeah. Um, you know, um, when we do road trips, for instance, uh, it's not like we can pop out my, my laptop as I'm driving and, you know, kind of one of the rules of the road is if somebody's going to drive at least to, you know, she has to help navigate. And she also has to kind of help keep me alert and awake. So I typically will go into story mode and share just a little bit, you know, when we're going out and about. So she gets to learn a little bit about my childhood, my upbringing, uh, my history in the pro wrestling business, as well as in the music business before that, and even going into the healthcare industry. So as I'm able to share some of these stories, I'm able to kind of fire back questions to her and learn a little bit more. And I think that's probably the key to our strongness is we are 100% open in our communication. Um, she gets mm-hmm. to hear things about me and I get to hear things about her and I, I pull no punches. I think a lot of people kind of shocks them when I, I, I've got no issues. If she ever has a question, you know, there's some guys like, Oh, I'd never talk about that. For me, I, I can talk about my time, um, of when I was single and I was a dog on a hunt and she actually dies laughing anytime she gets to hear some of those single man stories. Whereas I think some guys are probably too afraid to share things like that, too afraid to, to bear themselves. For me, I, I don't have any fear, really. I literally share every last bit. And uh, I think that really helps out in keeping our relationship strong. And also, it also equates to having this strong relationship gets it to where we don't allow our egos to get in the way. And when we're talking business, we're able to kind of share things about our businesses. So I sometimes will say to her, well, what do you think of this? And she is real good about, you know, no filter. She'll come out and she'll tell me, is it good? Is it bad? Or she'll even give me suggestions that will make it stronger. And likewise, um, she'll you know come back that other way. So it's, it's really so many things that traveling does allow us. And one of the things that it does allow us is not just seeing the world, but also being able to see each other and a very honest light and knowing each other pretty thoroughly. Yeah. And that, that open communication is so important. So what about this? What has been the best destination you have been to that would be that you'd recommend to couples? Mm-hmm. You go first, because I think we're going to probably have separate ones on this one. When you Before you finish that question, when you just said best destination... I was going to say Puerto Rico, but I don't know if I would recommend it. Um, I think it was the best because it's just a different, um, the beach was gorgeous and it was a different, you know, it was a learning experience again. Um, and my sister got married and we stayed like in a big house. The beach house. And so that was amazing. Um, but Puerto Rico isn't the cleanest country in the world. So that's why I would say, I don't know about recommending, so as far as recommending, I would probably say Southern California Beach. You can't get much better than that. I, I You know what the funny thing is? We're probably locked dead on. I was going to actually say where we got married 
along the California beach at Little Corona del Mar. Um, it holds a very special place in our heart. But the nice part is um, we kind of roughly knew we wanted to get married on the beach because I wanted to say us to say our vows with our feet in the sand. There's something about that, the warmth of the sand that's just so inviting and so welcoming right. and so warming yep. to not just your body, but also just your soul. It's just you just feel really good. And it just felt right for us to do that. And um, Little Corona del Mar is just a beautiful little stretch of uh, beach right there. I mean, it's just a little, tiny little section of, I think it's Newport Beach, correct? It's around the area. Around, around Newport Beach. So um, it, it was just, it's a beautiful area. And there's so much that you can do right along California, along the coast. So I, I would say that California is gorgeous. And we've been to many, 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 many places. I would say probably a close second would be Toronto. Toronto was an awesome oh, trip. Oh, Toronto was good. Great and I, food, hospital, pe- hospitable people. I must say, I didn't take this trip with Dale, but driving from Miami to Key West is absolutely amazing. I did it maybe, oh God, 13 years ago? And it's just mm-hmm. gorgeous. And so I think a road trip from Miami to Key West and then maybe staying a few days in Key West would be pretty awesome, too. We might have to do that soon. Yeah. Nice. Excellent recommendations. And I especially like the Toronto one because that's actually where me and Natalie are living at the moment right now. Oh, so oh nice. Very nice that you recommended that. I'm not that. kissing up to the host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kissing up to the yeah. host. <laughs> very good, guys. That was awesome. So... Let's let's get into your the business side of things. So first off, why don't you just take the floor and introduce to our listeners self-publishing with Dale and Kelly? That's great. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and take the, the heavy lifting on this one. You go ahead and add the uh, the spices and sauce to it. Yeah, because you do most of it. Yeah. Go uh, for it. So uh, self-publishing with Dale actually started about, let's see here, it was three years ago. Um, I think it was March of 2015. Uh, it was fresh off of one of my first best Amazon best-selling books, and hitting that right there was such a huge accomplishment to me at the time. And now that I've done it so many times since, I don't know. I guess it's lost a little bit of its weight, but that's besides the point. Um, if you want to find out more info about that, you can go to my YouTube channel and dial that in and figure out what, why I feel that way about bestsellers on Amazon. But in any event, um, I thought, okay, I started getting a little bit of success. It wasn't enough that I would say it was it was really making us a huge living. It was not um, big by any stretch, but it was still a victory enough that I could share. And I felt like I had enough authority and credibility that, okay, I could show people what are the processes that I was going through. And it started out very dry. In other words, I was coming in. I was just like, hey, if you're looking this up, you know, go ahead and check it out. Well, the issue was I was pumping out and I was churning out video after video after video. And I was just keeping it very basic. It was it was almost blog style, if you will. But I just wasn't seeing many subscribers. And out of frustration one time, I just decided I was just going to be a uh, – let me give it a, P, a PG terms here. I was I was going to be a jerk. I was going to be like literally personifying a jerk, which was easy for me to do in the pro wrestling business. So I was like, okay, let's just go ahead and be a jerk here. And I was going to give advice on my channel that was completely contradictory to everything. And people would kind of know know by the presentation that I would put together that it, it was. And go figure, I just got a hit. Boom. It was almost like... Um, I hit that magic formula. People just started subscribing. They started liking. They started giving thumbs down to videos. 
And I'm like, wow, this is fun, you know, comedy style videos that teach people self-publishing. So then I started, you know, really kind of, you know, digging into this. Now, the issue was so many reasons why I did it that way. The frustration came from the lack of traction. The other one was I couldn't monetize my videos because I thought I didn't have access to AdSense. And that's a whole story in and of itself. Fast forward sometime later, I found out that actually I did have an AdSense account and uh, I wasn't banned from it or whatnot. And uh, so at any rate, I was about last June that I sat down and I said, what if, what if, what if I focused on this whole YouTube thing and I really showed people the legit, really good way to do things because I was getting great traction last year right about that time and I was starting to see some success. I said, okay, what if we focus the same way here on this YouTube channel and really get it to where I'm not doing comedy shtick. So I started to transition over and I was just sliding in some of that irreverent comedy just a little bit. But as time was kind of evolving, I started pulling away some of that comedy shtick and I was getting it to where I was giving good, high quality content, delivering high value to the viewers and that really started pulling traction. I ended up breaking a thousand subscribers and then I don't know, 1500 subscribers and even to more recently to where we broke 3000 subscribers and really, really happy about it. Uh, AdSense pays us pretty decently. I get monetization in other ways like affiliate marketing um, mm -hmm. and uh, selling courses, uh, other kind of material. And, and indirectly also it's helped out my self-publishing business because what are people going to do when I'm talking about self-publishing? Well, I want to go see what his books are. So naturally people go yeah. buy, download, they do all that stuff. So it, it, it's kind of crazy because you would think that uh, it wouldn't do it at all since it's a fitness brand. And people are going to buy these fitness brands and learning about self-publishing. So it's kind of a cool thing. In any event, I, mm -hmm. I think it was about, uh, let's see here, what was it about August maybe to, yeah, it was around August time, maybe a little bit before, maybe July to August time. I started doing live streaming on YouTube once per week on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Plug, plug. We're still doing that. You know? <laughs> and I started doing it. And I was getting a fair amount of people watching it. People were enjoying the live streaming. I found that, you know, the long form ones weren't working out. So I started cutting it down to about, you know, an hour, half hour to an hour. And it was one of the times, I think I was probably my fourth or fifth stream in. And I'm kind of doing my thing, which by the way, you're, you can see our video here and you can see like this little setup. This is my desk. I work at it and yep. I was facing the direction towards my desk here and people can kind of see in the background my wife every now and then you see her in some of the old interviews she's wandering in and out of the frame because she's got her desk right next to me so she's going you know in and out because i told her you know keep doing business i'm like i want people to kind of know that we're human beings we we both work independently of each other um and we'll work together in certain regards but she wanders into frame or something i think i asked her a question she came in she answered it and next thing you know, chat blows up. And I'm just like, what the heck? Like, I didn't even realize I had that many people on my stream until she just pops in. Like, it was like almost yeah. introducing puppy dogs to, a, you know, <laughs> a, like a kindergarten class. Aww. And I'm like, hey, everybody pay attention to me. No, they're looking at the pretty puppy dog. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, so there, there's, you know, my wife. They get all excited. And literally, she just answers long enough. Just to be in frame, says it, and she turns around, walks out. And as I'm starting to kind of, you know, say things, and by the way, I'm, I'm being completely, um, 
I, I'm kind of being sarcastic. I wasn't upset. She goes out of the frame and leaves. What does the chat do? As I'm starting to kind of go on another point, bye, 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 bye. Everybody's just <laughs> blowing up. And I'm just like, I'm like, you know what? I think I've been doing it all wrong this whole time. People are so used to seeing me, but they want to kind of know about the lady behind the scenes, the one who helps me out yeah. with ideas, the one who brings good content. Because, I mean, she brings in content on a regular basis. Now I got to start giving her credit anytime I'm putting together some videos about this, like Kelly found, and because the viewers are starting to connect. They like to see the dynamic. And as you can kind of see, the two of us are kind of goofy. We like to have a little bit of fun. She hasn't shushed me yet. I'm winning. Uh, banana sticker for me. <laughs> and uh, she's waiting. I can tell her in her eye. She, she wants to do that. And they like that, you know, that energy between the two of us. So we continue to do that on the Thursday nights. And people seem to really, really love it. And they're trying to coax her into doing some of the videos for the YouTube channel. And um, any very... The YouTube channel was kind of blowing up really big. At the same time, I started developing the website... That's grabbing some good traction. Social media as well. Um, I think I'm very fortunate that I've interviewed some of the um, biggest names in the self-publishing industry today. And in, you know, interviewing those people has given me large exposure. Um, I've been able to work with people like Drafted Digital for guest blog posts. I've been able to uh, work with Lulu. Actually, at one point, they actually sponsored our streams uh, a couple times, Lulu Press. Um, so many, so many awesome things. And I think that you're right now hitting us at almost that tipping point to where it seems like we're really getting some great momentum here. And I'm thankful I'm able to kind of share in this journey with her. And yeah, sure. I do a lot of the setup and takedown and I do a lot of the post-production and editing, but for the most part, for us to share the same camera space, it's kind of cool. I, I like it. it. It's fun. And it, when she does shush me, it makes me kind of laugh and it makes the viewers <laughs> laugh. And you know what? If it's, if it's them to laugh at me at my expense, I'm totally in for it because it's well worth it. That was yeah. You you raised so many good points with all that, and and I really like the uh, the personal connection sort of thing with your viewers to really uh, skyrocket that engagement. Definitely definitely an awesome point there. So I just want to talk to you uh, about um, not so much the personal engagement aspect or your uh, demeanor on film on uh, on YouTube but more so a tool that you use whether it be a particular social media or a tool online that you use to really skyrocket or uh, or gain some momentum with your visitors or your subscribers what is it that you use that you find has, drives the most amount of traffic in that sense I think Kelly's at a loss at this point, aren't you? It's your subscribers, yeah. so it's your question. You know, the thing that really gets me the most traction is video. Video every single time for the win. I think that um, I'm a ham for the cam. There's there's no doubt about it. You put a mic and a camera in front of me, I'm ready to go. You know, um, I'm ready to kind of just talk. I'm ready to kind of do that thing. So I think that YouTube's been really pivotal, pivotal in our growth and getting us to where I'm getting more website traffic. I'm getting it to where I'm starting to monetize what it is, uh, the self-publishing with Dale and Kelly brand. Um, I'm able to, you know, do so many things. So I think that if I didn't have YouTube, I would probably find another video streaming platform. So for instance, I just spread out to twitch.tv. That's another video streaming platform. So mm -hmm. I know where my strengths are. My strengths are in video. 
If I didn't have the video, I'd probably fall back on podcasting, which oddly enough, we have this specific video format that feeds out into a podcasting format, goes on to every major podcasting platform. So that's really the tool. And this is what I always try to recommend to people. If you can use video, if you can't use video or you don't feel comfortable with getting in front of video, do a screen share, get a microphone, talk. Um, if you can't, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you know, try to find some way that you can hire a professional to do it for you. And um, because here's the thing is people want easily digestible content. If you happen to be listening to this podcast, you probably love it, which, by the way, you're probably leaving great reviews for. I'm giving you a plug here, buddy. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, you know, this is good proof. If you're listening to this, audio is blowing up big. In fact, I want to go ahead and give you a little bit of some stats here. Audio is growing so large, and even in the self-publishing industry of self-publishing books, audiobook growth increased over 35% over the past year from the previous year before that. And over the past, I think it said five years, and please forgive me that it's slightly anecdotal, may be a little bit off, but over the past five years has been an increased 25% overall. It is growing incrementally every single year, and this past year is further proof that audio is huge. So if you can find a platform, be it you know, you go on iTunes, you go to SoundCloud, you go to Stitcher, you go to TuneIn, Podbean, all these other ones, Google Play, so on and so forth. If you can get yourself into some type of audio format, you're going to win big today, especially in all walks of life. And here's the beautiful thing about it. I think, Michael, you can probably uh, attest to this right here. You could do it anywhere. You could yep. literally record from your hotel room. You could, heck, if my wife wanted to, we're in the car, she could just turn on her phone. We both have lavalier microphones. We could plug that right on in and we can record a podcast as we're going along. So that is that is really the thing I would say. The thing that grows for me is video. But if I didn't have video, I would rely on audio. If I didn't have audio, well, shoot, I'd figure something out. So um, <laughs> that is my, my gotcha. biggest resource and my biggest tool or my biggest, strongest asset. Perfect. Guys, there's so much value in this interview, and I'd love to just keep uh, picking your brains on these topics. Unfortunately, we got to wrap up, but I want you to, to uh, I mean, let me ask one more question here before we close. What is next for Dale and Kelly? As far as our collaborating or? In anything. Probably just stay consistent with the lives. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I appear mm -hmm. on his Twitch. I know for me, um, I'm really focused on print-on-demand stuff, and eventually I'll get into the YouTube space. Um, my thing I always need to improve on is doing too much at the same time, so I'm really trying hard to just stick with one thing, do something every day that moves the needle, and then do a little bit of YouTube every single day. Yeah, that's about right. She's done a little bit of YouTube already, and I think it kind of helps that she has me in the house that we're able to kind of mastermind on those type of things. For me, I uh, my in biggest goal going into this year, and I continue to truck forward, is building that that brand, building the self-publishing with Dale brand, and growing it uh, massively through video production. And the biggest one, I think, is, is actually I started really 
going heavily into twitch.tv while still managing growth over on YouTube because twitch.tv to me is a lucrative opportunity in the video content creation arena. So I've tossed my hat into there and literally I that's my primary focus is just growing through video content creation and getting out there even more, getting into podcasts, getting it to where we're talking to more people, networking with more people, traveling more, getting to know more and trying to spread out and uh so that's really the it's it's such a broad statement for me to kind of say we're going to grow in video content creation but that really is the the simplest way for me to kind of put it without me spending the next half hour to hour explaining every <laughs> in of a degree of what i'm going to be doing how i plan on hiring out who i plan on doing for this that right. and the other so but video content creation is pretty much my main goal. And to massively expand it, I'm looking at breaking 10,000 subscribers over on YouTube. That's my biggest goal. And then on Twitch.tv was to monetize it. And actually, it just officially got monetized about two days ago. Awesome. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. And there you have it. Dale and Kelly sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to our guests. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this interview. Hey, thank you. It was our thank pleasure. Uh, I'm just going to hand the floor over to the two of you and just let our listeners know where they can find you guys, anything you want to plug. Um, for me, I um, started a Twitter. Um, that's Kelly Publish. And I will be updating that Twitter uh, with my YouTube as it happens. Perfect. Excellent. And the easiest way for people to find me, I'm just going to make it super simple because it's the go-to resource. It'll be selfpublishingwithdale.com. Get on over there. You can see where my YouTube channel's at. You can be able to see where my Twitch channel's at. You can see all the posts I put up there. You can even get a lot of great inside tips and tools, resources, and whatnot over that selfpublishingwithdale.com. Thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 17 for this episode's show notes and learn more about self-publishing. Leave a comment on the page and we'll be sure to get back to you. If you'd be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We'll be sure to con consistently deliver you valuable information about the world of travel. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.